0: Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle us the fire of your love. This is the Terry and Jesse Show. A lot to talk about today. Remember that the, the this month, for us as Catholics, it is the month dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And uh, we also celebrated again the Feast of Pentecost. We're going to be celebrating the Feast of Corpus Christi Sunday uh, and followed by the Sacred Heart of Jesus, uh, we'll be celebrating that, and also the Immaculate Heart of Mary in a few more weeks. So this is an incredible. This is an incredible time for us uh, to receive all the graces that heaven wants to give us this June. Terry, I'm
1: on duty. What about you? Yes, I'm on duty, brother. You got you picked some great topics for today's show. Uh, I really like the idea of investigating what house. Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who describes herself as a devout Catholic, uh what she has said over the years regarding abortion, because it makes me want to pray harder
0: for her conversion. Yes.
1: Because I'm telling you, man, after what I what you're gonna hear, folks, you're gonna realize she knows exactly what she's doing.
0: Yeah, Terry, after you we we share the information, she's uh, she's a modern day Queen Jezebel from the Old Testament, the most wicked woman that ever walked the earth in the old testament. We have we have a complete counterpart right here today in the U.S.
1: And Jesse, the reason we keep bringing this up, a new survey came out. Nearly two-thirds of Catholics favor legal abortion. And this is a big survey that came out. It's on Spirit Daily. Wow. And here's the, here's the part that makes it really difficult in the sense of our leadership teaching us the faith. It's, it's an indictment on our church. Only 31% of lay Catholics, like Jess and myself and our listeners here, most of them are lay agree that politicians supporting abortion rights should be denied Holy Communion, while 66% say they should be allowed to the sacraments. And I would propose to you, Jesse, the reason that's the case is because of compromise on all kinds of issues. That They didn't come to that conclusion. You know how they came to that conclusion? They came to it because they haven't been taught their Catholic faith. They're ignorant Catholics. They're baptized, but they never have been taught Authentic Catholicism by, sorry, by our local parish. Now, we'll get more into that on these topics. Also, Jesse, you have heroes for the month of May coming up in the fourth segment and much, much more. I wanted to say also tomorrow I'm going to release Father Charles Murr's book on our website, Murder in the 33rd Degree. We have him on once a month. He's a high information Catholic priest.
0: Yeah, he knows the he knows the inner workings of the, of the of the Masonic infiltration into the Catholic Church, and that's yes. exactly what we're suffering from. One Absolutely. of the things, one of the things from the data and, and the and the documents that three popes released yes. for public reading, is the the Masons wanted to turn. They know they couldn't completely destroy the Church, but they wanted to emphasize that our Church, by infiltrating leaders and people in high places, would become more of a horizontal, social justice. Right. a a, a man-centered church versus a vertical, a God-centered church. And this is what we've been battling for about 100 years now, Terry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just before we get to the gospel, which is our soul food, I just want to remind people, I got inundated with calls over the weekend from listeners about Friday's broadcast where we made the connection that there is no connection between killing innocent life of a baby and the uh, convicted death of a criminal through capital punishment. Many people called and said, Man, you guys convinced me. And I just ask people to be open to what the facts are regarding our Catholic faith and the New and Old Testament and what it has to say on that topic. So if you didn't listen to it, you can do it on our podcast. Jess, let's get some
0: soul food into our soul right now, brother. Absolutely. Today's uh, Holy Gospel reading, the Monday after the Feast of Pentecost, John chapter 19, verse 25 to 34, the Scripture says, Standing by the cross... Mm -hmm. Of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary of Magdala. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Notice the the, the Christ is bequeathing his mother to the beloved disciple there. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. The same thing, he's bequeathing Mary to John and saying, and and John is affirming here. He realized that God is saying, "This is your mother." This is why, by the way, as Catholics, we actually, you know, we we celebrate the fact that Mary is mother of the Church. That's actually one of the titles of Our Lady, Our Lady, Mother of the Church.
2: <clears throat>
0: so, uh, as as what was given to John, in other words, was given to all of us, and that's what we heck that's what we celebrated today at Mass. The Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of the Church. It says. After this, and from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. I always share that with Protestants. I say, what does a disciple do with Mary? He goes, nothing. I said, okay, let's, let's read John 1927. You said, taught okay. me this. I love it. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I said, look, look what a disciple does to Mary. Okay, it says, there, it says, and from that hour, <laughs> yep. the disciple took so her, her into yeah. his home. So I said, are you a disciple of Christ? Absolutely. I said, okay, if you're a disciple of Christ, the Bible says you take Mary into your own home. <laughs> I've used that with many Protestants and their mouth just hits the floor and they're, just, they, they're, they're catching flies because they're saying, I've never seen that verse before explained like you did. It just, You just gave me an intellectual Charlie horse. I continue. <laughs> After this, aware that everything was now finished in order that the scripture might be fulfilled, Jesus said, I thirst. By the way, he thirsts for every, every single human soul, especially those that don't know him. There was a vessel filled with common wine, so they put a sponge soaked in wine on a, on a sprig of hyssop and put it up to his mouth. When Jesus had taken the wine, he said, it is finished. Mm-hmm. And bowing his head, he handed over the spirit. What is finished? The Old Testament's come to a close. The sacrifices have been fulfilled in Christ. And it's also, he's finished with the Passover meal. There's a lot of things that are happening here when he says, it is finished. This is the New Testament Passover meal that is now finished at the cross. Now, since it was preparation day in order that the bodies might not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for the Sabbath of that week was a solemn one, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs be broken and they be taken down. Mm -hmm. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and then of the other uh, who was crucified with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs, but one soldier thrust his lance into his side and immediately blood and water flowed out the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here's a Cardinal Seurat, here's a very brief commentary on, this, on today's uh, readings today. He says, Cardinal Robert Seurat says, Behold your mother, Jesus' most solemn words are spoken from the cross. In entrusting his mother Mary to the beloved disciple, our Lord is concerned for much more than her practical living arrangements. Mm-hmm. He establishes a relationship between his holy mother and all who are united to him, that is, the church. So we too behold our mother, for she is a mother of all who live the new life of grace. We turn to her especially when we experience the cross, knowing she is standing by. Today's memorial teaches us that growth in the Christian life must be anchored to the mystery of the cross, to the oblation of Christ in the Eucharistic banquet, and to the mother of the Redeemer and the mother of the redeemed, the virgin who makes her offering to God also belongs to us. Cardinal Robert Sarah.
1: Wow, and Jesse, what about the memorial of the Blessed Virgin Mary as being the mother of the church? Let's see that the connection with Pentecost. It's always to follow Pentecost Sunday. I think that's just so... The, she's the yeah, mother the blessed, of the
0: church. Yeah, she's she's a spouse of the Holy Spirit. And yesterday, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity, mm-hmm. it was the feast day of the Holy Spirit. Right. And then the next day, we celebrate the spouse of the Holy Spirit, which is the Blessed Amen. Virgin Mary if she is spouse of God, she is mother to us because she is now the new Eve. Man. In the order, as Vatican II says, in the documents Lumen, it says, in the order of grace, yes. she is now mother to us all.
1: Wow. Very well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Sheen, please. Full Sheen ahead here. Jesse, this topic is persecution. We, we just, full Sheen ahead. We just heard about the 50 people that were murdered in Nigeria on Pentecost Sunday. So I thought we'd pull something out regarding persecution. And this is Bishop Sheen. He says, One of the great mysterious facts that is not generally known to the world is that whenever there is persecution on the account of the faith, it is always a result in a vast catch of souls for the kingdom of God. Tertullian was right when he said, The blood of martyrs is the seed of the church. Well, Jess, not only in Nigeria... These things take place, and you know, fifty people in one setting getting slaughtered. That's, you know, that's all because they're Catholic. These are Muslim people who I mean, terrorists that came in and shot them. Okay, I'm just. It wasn't a Mormon, just. It nope. wasn't even a Jehovah's Witness.
0: No, it was it, they weren't Daesh either.
1: No, they weren't. And I, I pray for them. So I I want to say this: that there's shootings that went over the weekend in in America continued. Think about it. Goes right back to if a baby's not safe in the womb. Then nobody is safe. That's Mother Teresa's comment. Yeah.
0: Terry, let me mention why uh, uh, violence within Islam is very common. Why? I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. It's right in the Quran. Yeah. And that's their holy book. They regard the Quran like we regard the Bible. It's their holy book. And they have positive uh, 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 verses in the Quran. That support it. That support the violence against non-Muslims. In fact... It, they're they're told that proactively to do this in order to gain paradise. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so and so, what the problem with Islam is that the book is systemically flawed, and it promotes things that go against the natural law, go against the sacred scriptures, and go against uh, the the intent of God because it promotes things that are just completely evil, Terry.
1: Just the facts, folks. I mean, you know, we're not politically correct. Can you tell? And that's because you, our listeners, support us here at Virgin Most Powerful. Talking about being politically correct, when we come back, Nancy Pelosi, we're going to hear her own words regarding what she thinks about the unborn in the mother's womb. Not pretty. Again, made me really want to pray hard and make sacrifices for that woman because she's definitely going south with the direction she's taking. You're listening to The Terry and Jesse Show on virgin most powerful radio we're too blessed to be stressed we're too anointed to be disappointed and if hope was money we'd be billionaires
3: stay with us family welcome back to the terry and jesse show to join the conversation call 888-526-2151 now here's terry and jesse
0: Why why do Muslims do what they do? John chapter 17, verse 3, listen to this. And this is eternal life, that they know thee, the only true God, that's the Father, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. In other words, if you know God as Father, not God as Master, God as Father, and if you know that God has a Son called Jesus who was sent to the world, this is what God has revealed to the world. If you don't know this, you're intellectually blinded, and your and, and your and uh, your moral conscience is malformed. Yep. And this is why you could run into a Catholic church and kill dozens of people and not bat an eye. Yep. All right, Jess. What do we have next with Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, Terry. Nancy Pelosi. Again, we're we're talking about her because let's just yeah, be honest. You have to. She, she's a she's a fallow Catholic. Yep. And so, does does Speaker Nancy Pelosi identify herself as a devout Catholic? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, she
0: says it. Over and over again. I'll tell you where I think she takes her cover from. Back in 1984, Mario Como, the self-identified Catholic governor of New York, he gave a landmark speech at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana, and his remarks paved the way for dozens of pro-abortion Catholic politicians who followed him. Here's what, here's what Cuomo said in 1984, quote, As a Catholic, I accept the church's teaching authority. As Catholics, my wife and I were enjoined never to use abortion to destroy the life we created. Mm-hmm. And we never have. Cuomo said, but after making the case against abortion, he said, But not everyone in our society agrees with me and Matilda. Mm-hmm. So uh, Governor Cuomo trotted out some tired fallacies that we can't make abortion illegal, even if we try. Then he says, nuclear weapons and homelessness are just as important as abortion. So you see, he used the seamless garment argument taught to the Catholic left by Cardinal Bernardine, who, by the way, was a homosexual, satanic predator of uh, boys and girls. Unreal. By the end of the speech, Governor Cuomo had written a new playbook for pro-abortion Catholic politicians to assuage their conscience. So that they can be personally pro-life and politically pro-abortion. So you got prominent Democrats like you know John Kerry, Joe Biden, Tim Tim Kaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've used this line ever since. But there's one who has never used it. She's never even acknowledged the conflict between her, between her Catholic faith and legalized, unlimited abortion on demand. True. In fact she celebrates abortion in the name of her Catholic faith. That's Nancy Pelosi. Unbelievable. During her 35 years in the US House of Representatives, Pelosi has consistently voted for, and as Speaker of the House, pushed others to vote for, some of the most extreme abortion legislation ever conceived and against the most basic common sense protections. Just the facts. Uh, George Bush, uh, Nancy Pelosi, yep voted against uh, the ban all three times. Yep. And in 2007, she condemned the Supreme Court for upholding it. Unreal. In 2021, Pelosi voted in favor of the Woman's Health Protection Act, a new bill which would wipe out all the state and local abortion restrictions and impose unlimited abortion until the moment of birth on all 50 states. And as the custom, as is the custom the Speaker of the House, does not typically vote on legislation unless her vote is needed to gain a majority. Pelosi was so dedicated to passing this legislation that she voted yes on the bill, even though it would have passed without her vote. Wow. Again, Pelosi has repeatedly voted in favor of federal taxpayer funding for abortion. She voted four times against the no taxpayer funding for abortion, which passed the House time with partisan support. Uh, Pelosi's also voted against the Pain Capable Unborn Child Protection Act. That's a bill to prohibit late term abortions after 20 weeks of pregnancy when science clearly shows that unborn children feel excruciating pain during abortions. Pelosi voted against this bill in 2013, 2015, 2017, and has blocked it from coming up for a vote again since she's become Speaker of the House. She's also voted twice against the blocked Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, a bill to require medical care for babies born alive after a botched abortion. And Pelosi supports legal abortion for any reason. In 2012, she voted against the Prenatal Non-Discrimination Act. That's a bill to prohibit abortions performed Because of the sex or race of the baby. And in 2014, guess what? Drum roll. Pelosi received the Margaret Sanger Award. It says it all. The highest honor of Planned Parenthood. The largest abortion business in the U.S. The award is named after Planned Parenthood's foundress, who was a eugenicist, a racist, and a bigot, who had complete contempt for the Catholic Church. Pelosi is also associated with Narrel, yep. Pro-Choice America, and she regularly gets a, a 100% voting score from Narrel in their annual scorecard for members of Congress. Pelosi has also consistently received a zero rating from the National Right to Life Committee and other pro-life watchdogs. Terry, once again, I'm going to get biblical here, she's a modern-day Queen Jezebel. Well, I always Queen. say, yeah.
1: Jesse, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are she hangs with all of the murderers in our country for abortion so i think jesse it would be good to play some of her own words on his clip so that people can he can actually hear her say it because it really made me want to pray harder for her when i heard her voice and her statements about the killing of unborn babies so mr engineer can you play that clip
0: I'm not sure if I told him to cue them. I didn't tell him to cue it up to him.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't realize it. I, yeah, I, yeah, I watched I it, Jesse. Jesse, yeah. everything you said, I wanted to verify. She said right. everything you said in her own words, you can go to our show page to listen. I had to watch it, Jesse, to really see the wickedness of this woman. No, really. I'm going to say she's wicked. Yes. Because she tries to say she's a devout Catholic. As she says, as a devout Catholic and mother of five in six years, she says, I feel God... Blessed my husband and me with our beautiful family, five children, six years almost to the day. But that may not be what we should. It's not up to me to dictate that that's what other people should do. And it's an issue of fairness. Yeah, to the baby, I understand. The justice for poor and women in the country. This woman has got everything turned around, Jesse, and we need to pray for her because. She's what eighty years old, getting up there. She's also going to be yeah, she's past eighty. Okay, well, she's going to be getting to her exit interview
0: real soon. soon. And
1: I would love to see her repent of all this because I don't want to see anybody go
0: to hell. Here's here's a timeline of a couple of her of of her abortion advocacy statements in the name of her Catholic faith. All right, we'll go down. The first one is in two thousand and twenty-two. She says, "I say that as a devout Catholic. Are you stupid?" (laughs) <laughs> in an interview with the Seattle Times, <laughs> that. That was- Pelosi mocked pro-life Catholics. She said, the very idea that they would be telling women the size, timing, or whatever of their family, the personal nature of this is so appalling, and I say that as a devout Catholic. They say to me, Nancy Pelosi thinks she knows more about having babies in the Pope. Yes, I do. Are you stupid? Terry, what's the next one? Well, Jesse, let me just, you go ahead and do this. This another
1: one really ir- irks me, because I really think... Much of Pelosi's situation is if, like, in 2009, I just want to go to this one, Pope Benedict XVI, he confronted Pelosi on abortion, according to the press release. And he talked to her about uh, the natural law, natural moral law, and the church's consistent teaching, unlike Pope Francis. As far as I know, Pope Francis did not do that. And I really believe, Jesse, that as much as she's culpable for her evil position on pro-life, I want to say there's church people and high officials Absolutely. are also uh, participating in that sin. Am I on to something, Jess? Because I mean, I know that we're lay people, but let's be honest. we, If we don't tell people the truth about the gospel of life, then we're participating in that sin.
0: That's right. So keep uh, going so, on your list. Yeah, so the list continues. Oh, yeah. Here's another one in 2022. She says they would like to throw me out, but I'm not going. So, in an appearance <coughs> at the Lyndon B. Johnson Library, Pelosi mocked pro-life Catholics. She oh says, my
1: gosh.
0: it isn't about what is your religious belief, it's what is the right of people to make their own decision about the size and timing or if they're going to have a family? <clears throat> this really gets me burned up. In case you didn't notice, because, again, I'm very Catholic, devout, <laughs> practicing all of that. Cut it out. They would like to throw me out, but I'm not going because I don't want to make their day. That's her
1: reasoning, Jess. You see what she sees the church as? A political organization. I don't think she has. from Based on that kind of comment, I don't want to make. I won't want to leave because it'll make them happy to see me leave.
0: What does she see the church as? Well, Terry, I'll tell you one thing: she's a she's a political wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. But we also have. In the episcopacy. I agree. Wolves in sheep's clothing, uh, because a thousand of these bishops should have got in her face, not only fifteen.
1: Exactly, Jesse. Yeah. And that's she the said, point I'm making.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Right. She said it at, at a press conference in 2021. She said that after the oral arguments in Dobbs versus Jackson court case, Pelosi invoked her Catholic faith in support of abortion. Again, she said this, it's really scary and I say that as a practicing Catholic. Again,
1: oh, this shouldn't that, be burns.
0: even a political issue. Look at Ireland. Is there a more Catholic country? Look at Ireland and how they passed legislation respecting respecting women, respecting women. Close quote. So Ireland, again, she's talking about had recently voted in a national referendum to legalize most abortions. Again, and she calls that basically... Uh, uh, the icon of what it means to be Catholic. Again, there's all kinds of quotes. Uh, you can read Nancy Pelosi in her own words. But let's go into, yeah, some of the more, the papal, some of the more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, the, Jeff. The one that Back in 2009, it's worth quoting again. Oh my Pope gosh. Benedict this is confronted Pelosi on yep. abortion. So yep. according to press reports, Pope Benedict XVI confronted Pelosi over her support for abortion. Yep. When the two met at the Vatican in February 2009. In fact, the Pope did not allow her to take a photo op, a picture with her. For a good reason. Exactly. Uh, So it says His Holiness took the opportunity to speak of the requirements of the natural moral law and the Church's consistent teaching on the dignity of human life from conception to natural death to Nancy Pelosi, the Holy See said in a statement. Obviously, because she has a heart of Pharaoh, it, it the word of God bounced off her heart, uh, off of her heart, Terry. Yeah, just like a baby bounces off of a mountain.
1: But you know what, Jesse? Before you go on, Pope Benedict will be getting his exit interview, and I'll, I'm going to tell you that whole situation comes up. Our Lord's going to say, "God bless you for well, telling God. her to repent yep. and believe in the gospel." Unlike, and I'm just being honest, the pre our Pope right now, Pope Francis should have said to Nancy Pelosi, "No pictures." Mm-hmm. No, you're living in mortal sin objectively by promoting the killing of innocent life. I'm going to make you an example for the rest of the world because if I don't, many people are going to believe that it's okay to be a pro-choice Catholic. That doesn't make any sense.
0: Okay, I said, Terry, I'm going to tell you something. And this it. is this is painful for me it's to say this, to. but it's pretty obvious to anybody who has common sense and is a person of faith.
1: Yeah,
0: but uh, Nancy Pelosi or or, or a well we'll, well, we'll pick it Let's up next this. is yeah. a good
1: teaser, Jess because I want to hear what teaser. you say. I got
0: something very, oh, yeah. very and, insightful. And, and, to and say. folks,
1: we say this not to be any anything but the truth, because it's what sets us free. The truth is what we preach. Nothing more, nothing less. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful.
3: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: When Archbishop Corleone told Nancy Pelosi that she could no longer receive Holy Communion, what was the Vatican's response? Sad. The elevation of a pro-LGBT bishop to the office of cardinal. That was the response from the Vatican to Archbishop Corleone acting like a faithful shepherd. So basically, as they say in the streets, um, the Vatican doesn't have Corleone's back.
1: Can I mention something, too, that Archbishop Vigano said, Jesse, tied into what you just said? When he was the nuncio for representing the Holy See, uh, Pope Francis told told Vigano to his face, look, I don't want any more bishops like the, one the San Francisco, Francisco bishop. You know that, yes? But yeah, I read it. I know, that's a fact. And so here the point of it is is we're living in some difficult times because our leadership in the church is letting us down. Now, again, who do we put our faith in? Them or Jesus Christ? Well, obviously, they're like a father. Have you ever had a father who didn't do his job for his kids? It's it's heartbreaking. Well, I'm I'm heartbroken by the leadership of the church right now, Jesse. They're setting these guys in who are not loyal to the perennial teachings of the church. And I'm here at Joe Sixpack. I'm the layman going, hey, I can even see that this is a problem. Well, all I can do is pray and make sacrifices for our leaders because I wouldn't want to be in their shoes at their exit interview, Jess. That's just my take.
0: Terry, there's a verse in the Bible. That, uh, it says that uh, they will kill you, and they think that they are they are offering worship. Of course, to God. that's a, I know that verse. Yes. Yeah, and and I th- I think these uh, these pro aborts they think that. Oh yeah, in their uh, mind. In, in their mind, in some in some demented way, they think it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. for the earth, for Mother Earth, yeah. and also the Satanists have told us very clearly that abortion is a sacrament for them. So for them, when they kill a baby through abortion, or babies killed. Mm-hmm. For the Satanists and the Luciferians, for them, it's a sacrament. It's the worship of Satan, Terry. But go, going back to Nancy Pelosi, yes, the Bible tells us in Matthew twelve thirty six that everything that comes out of our mouth, everything, every word that comes out of our mouth, will be judged. Th- this is a whole article mm-hmm. which has Nancy Pelosi in her own words, over and over again, using her bully pulpit as Speaker of the House, as Senator. Somebody who's connected to popes and and, and 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 presidents with one phone call. Yeah, she keeps advocating and promoting and pushing for abortion in defiance and in, di, in direct disobedience to the Catholic Church. Yep, this is pretty simple. It's not. It's not even complicated. Fifth commandment: Thou shall not kill. If you ask the average, it, it, it's like Cardinal Sarah said. Uh, I think we played it last week. Yeah, it, it's Orenzi. Uh, Cardinal Orenzi. Yeah. Right. He says. You don't have to ask a cardinal of the church <laughs> if killing a baby is wrong. He goes, Yay. just act he goes, just ask a child Second grader. Who's, who's, who's 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 making his first holy communion. You don't have to ask a cardinal that. Terry, uh, that I'm going to tell you why why Pelosi's judgment if she doesn't have a saint dismiss moment is going to be very scary. Because she has the power to stop this. That's right. She's very influential in the Democrat Party. Yep. And, t- and 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 her voice wields a lot of weight. Yep. She has the power to move the needle, Terry. And it would be it, it would be worse again because Jesus says, much "I wish has that been you were." Given. I wish. I wish. yeah. Oh yeah Too to much, much to has been, been given, given. Much would much be expected. expected. She's been given the Catholic faith, and also, our Lord says he says. Uh, Uh, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you are lukewarm, I will spit you You out of my mouth. Nancy Pelosi doesn't say she's a non-believer, an atheist. She says she's a Catholic, but she falls under the condemnation of Christ. She's a lukewarm Catholic. What does that mean? She does not give intellectual assent to the teachings of the Catholic
1: Church. Jesse, I wish I didn't have to say this. I really do. It pains me to have to point all this out. But think about it. I just gave everybody this report about nearly two-thirds of the Catholics favor legal abortion. And it's because for too long, we as a church haven't spoken up enough on the pro-life side. And especially now, Pelosi goes to see Pope Francis again. Why can't the Holy Father just do what's normal? And that is tell Pelosi, you know what? you got to knock it off because you're endangering your soul. That would be the most charitable thing to do. And all I can say is, unless we get this leadership, at what's going to happen typically is lay people come up and do what what the church should be doing. And uh, it's scandalous, but we've been here before where weak leadership breeds a lot of uh, the weak church. And one more comment I'll just make, and I'll throw it back. Bishop uh, Robert Barron, when he was here in, in uh, California, on the radio he said that the sign of a corrupt church is when it's not precise about what it teaches. I have never seen so much ambiguity being taught for the last 10 years in the Catholic Church. I said it. Why? I can give you all kinds of things. We. Ha- this is a corrupt church right now. Now, that doesn't mean we leave the church because no. we have weakness in the leadership of the church. It means we pray harder, we work harder, we proclaim the gospel, the perennial teachings of the church. That's our answer. Not get mad, but... Proclaim Jesus Christ and deepen your love for Jesus Christ because this is what it's going to take to have a turnaround.
0: Yeah, the devil wants to, to get, he wants you to fall into despair. That's one of his tactics. Mm-hmm. He wants to, you to become depressed. That's one of his tactics. Yep. And then he, then he wants to, you to commit what's called spiritual suicide, That's right. which is worse than physical suicide. He wants you to become so despondent that you say, oh, "I'm going to leave the Catholic yeah, Church." Exactly. On? No
1: way. And where are you
0: going to go? You're going to go nowhere into to go. A world of secular humanists run by Satan. That's right. And you will be all you will be is just another person who walks around society completely diabolically afflicted by Satan, without the without the uh, the protection of the sacraments and the, the life of faith and prayer. But going back to Pelosi, Terry. Yeah, keep going. Yeah, she's... uh, Pelosi and her office refused to comment on the conversation about abortion with with Pope Benedict. She said instead that they and the Vatican, quote, chose to highlight different parts of the meeting. (laughs) Yeah, she she didn't want to say that she got slapped down. No, he's Uh, a, a true politician. Yes, back in 2009, she says, I'm a practicing Catholic, although they're probably not too happy about that. So she admits... That many bishops that are faithful and orthodox, they're not happy with their position. She, admit, she admitted that in an interview with Newsweek. That's the one I want you to talk about, 2009. Yeah, Pelosi, yeah, Pelosi spoke frankly about yep. her conflicts with the Catholic Church and her bishop at yep. the time, yep. Archbishop George Niedermeyer, or mm-hmm. Niederauer, excuse me, Niederauer. Pelosi says, I have some concerns about the church's position respecting the women's <laughs> right to choose. I have some concerns about the church's position on gay rights. I'm a practicing Catholic, although they they've probably not too they're not too happy about that, but it is my faith. I practically mourn this difference of opinion because I feel what I would that uh, I what feel. I was raised to believe is consistent with what I profess. Huh. <laughs> yeah, she was uh, raised by malformed teachers. Yep. And that is and that is what we are all endowed with a free will and a responsibility to answer for our actions. And that woman should have that opportunity to exercise their free will. You know, killing your unborn baby. Yeah, I have five children in six years. The day I brought my fifth baby home, that week my daughter turned six, so I appreciate and value all that they want to talk about in terms of family and the rest. When I speak to my archbishop in San Francisco and his role is to try to change my mind on the subject, well then, he is exercising his pastoral duty to me as one of his flock. When they call me on the phone here to talk about it or come to see me about an issue, that's a different story. Then they're advocates and I'm a public official and I have a different responsibility. Yeah, she
1: goes through that. What a
0: politician! She puts her her politics before her Catholic faith. Well said, Yes. Yeah. Back in 2008, uh, uh, on MSNBC Meet, the Press, Meet yeah. the Press, she says, "I don't think anybody can tell you when life begins." She, again, she's a <laughs> what a she just a liar. I'm just I just That's what And said. the Bible says in Revelation 22, liars will not enter into heaven. Pelosi invokes Saint Augustine, a doctor of the church to not only claim no one can say when life begins but when that but then when but that when life begins is an irrelevant to the issue of abortion she said this i would say that as an ardent practicing catholic this is an issue that i have studied for a long time huh. and what i know is over the centuries the doctors of the church have not been able to make that definition this is ridiculous. And, and senator saint augustine and the senator saint augustine said at 3 months we don't know she's a liar the point is is that it shouldn't have an impact on a woman's right to choose Roe vs. Wade talks about very clear definitions of when the child first, first trimester, certain considerations, second trimester, not so third trimester. There's very clear distinctions. This isn't about abortion on a man. It's about a careful, careful consideration of all factors and two, that a woman has to make her doctor, has to make with her doctor and her God. And so I, I, guess, I guess the God is Satan that you're talking yeah. about at that point. And so I don't think anybody can tell you when life, human life begins. So again. Over the history of the church, this is an issue of controversy. No, it's not, Nancy. Ugh. But it is, it is also true that God has given us, each of us, a free will and a responsibility to answer for our actions. Amen. Yeah, her free will is going to take her right to hell the way she's talking. Yep. And we want abortions to be safe rare, and reduce the number of abortions. That's why we have, to, we have this fight in Congress over contraception. My Republican colleagues do not support contraception. If you want to reduce the number of abortions, and we all do, we must. It would behoove you to support family planning and contraception, you would think. By the way, the opposite is true. More contraception, more abortion. So the opposite is actually true. And Pelosi says, but that's not the case. So we have to take, you know, we have to hand this as respectfully. This is sacred ground. We have to handle it very respectfully and not politicize it as it has been done. And I'm not saying Rick Warren did because I don't think he did, but others will try to do. In response to her statements from multiple U.S. cardinals and bishops correcting Pelosi on the issue that year, one of her spokesmen doubled down and again invoked Pelosi's Catholicism in defending her support for abortion. Wow, Terry, she's like Pharaoh. She's he like is. Pharaoh. The more she sees the hand of God, yep. the more she hardens her heart. Yep. And again, uh, there's an old saying: uh, the poets say, "Hell has no, ha- hell hath seen no wrath like a woman's fury." Yep. This is one of the most evil women walking upon planet Earth, and one of the most powerful women. Don't let that smile fool you, Terry. That's a modern-day Jezebel.
1: Amen. Folks, I'm going to have to run this last segment, Jess. I'm going to turn it back over. I've got some things upstairs i got to get got to. It. But I want to just mention there's the men's conference coming up on the 18th of June, right around the corner. Jess Romero, Ruben Nava, and myself will be there. You won't want to miss that. But also we have the uh, dinner the night before on Friday. All you monthly donors that are here in Southern California, we want to see you. Uh, here at the chapel you can get all that information on our website vmpr.org and uh, that'll be something that we want to meet you personally and thank you so much for all your support here at virgin most powerful radio when we come back jess is going to finish up the program uh, we're going to be uh, here talking about heroes and heroes in the month of may this is uh, terry and jesse on the terry and jesse show on virgin most powerful radio
3: Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for Nancy Pelosi now and at the hour of her death. Amen. Paul Clay's on the line. I I want to hear what Paul has to say. He always has some good commentary on these issues. Paul, go ahead. Jump in.
2: Yeah, what a what a great topic. Just listen. Um uh, this is why it's so important um what the uh what the archbishop of San Francisco did uh uh to Nancy Pelosi because um um it's all about trying to save her soul. Yes. And um to whom much is given as you know, much is required. So uh it's important that the leadership of our church you know, really, you know, take a strong stand on this because what's, what's happening is it's unfortunate, but there's so many Catholics in the pew that are confused on the issue and they blindly just continue to uh, donate their money and their time and their support to these politicians who are literally um, working at the behest of Satan.
0: Amen. Amen. You nailed it, Paul.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hey, well, well, sti- sti- no, you sti- guys nailed it. That's just, uh, just a comment that I had uh, just in, 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 in total agreement.
0: Appreciate that, Paul. You're always, you always welcome, brother, uh, your comments. Well, stick around this, stick around this topic. Uh, I want to talk about heroes and zeros and see what you have to say. Catholic Vote, there's a great organization. They always kind of highlight some of the good Catholic leaders in the country and, uh, and the zeros, the not-so-good Catholic leaders. Here's one. Brian Dugan, he's the executive director of Human Life Action. He's been working tirelessly behind the scenes of the American pro-life movement for decades. His He's a lawyer, his legal scholarship, and his rhetorical skills, uh, along with his wife, Helen Alvarez. She's uh, also a lawyer. She's helped lay a foundation for a post-Roe world where Catholics can stand up and we can craft strong pro-life laws. Unfortunately, Brian Dugan just passed away May 3rd, 2022. May he rest in peace, but he was one of the Catholic heroes. So we give him the posthumous valor award. He was a valiant Catholic soul who'd been fighting for 30 to 40 years in the pro life cause. Here's another Catholic hero Archbishop Salvador Corleone of San Francisco. By the way, the, the name Corleone, his last name, that's an Italian last name, which means heart of a lion. That's what it means. And guess what? He lived up to that name when he pointed it out uh, to Nancy Pelosi because her soul's at stake, and uh, and again she's one of those lost sheep, and he's trying to bring her back into the fold, and he's not doing it in, in, in an angry manner, or in a in a in a way where he's denouncing her. He's trying to bring her in like a father, like a pastor. But uh, Archbishop Corleone, God bless him, he sent a letter to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Uh, telling her because of her position of abortion on demand that she has placed herself outside of communion with the church and she he's barred her from receiving communion in her home, Archdiocese. So he's one of the heroes for this month, Paul. What say you?
2: Absolutely, Jess. <clears throat> Again, uh, you just echoed what, what uh, I just said. He is, um, you know, he's at least one of the good guys Jess, who understands his role and his pastorly duty to do to take a public official like Nancy Pelosi and speak the truth. Like like it says in the Bible, <clears throat> we need to speak the truth in love. This is not about hatred towards Nancy Pelosi. This is about, listen, you've been given so much and to whom much is given, much is required. And it's almost like You know, you just want to plead with these people, you know, come on in out of the darkness. But, you know, before before the door closes, because once it's closed, Jess, um, there is no second chance. You know, a lot of people misunderstand the doctrine of purgatory and they think that purgatory is a second chance. Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. yeah, purgatory is not a second chance. You people in purgatory are saints who have died in friendship with the Lord. Period. Amen. They are saved. Parents. They're yeah. just
0: being—they're just being purified to, to be made right. perfect.
2: Right. Yeah, it but they're the saved. Process. It is. Yeah, it is the process that we go through because we know that nothing impure shall enter into heaven. Amen. And so God is—it's the purging process, the purifying process, and it's simply that there are no second chances. Paul, I also want to. Uh, I want to give kudos to 18 courageous
0: bishops who backed up Archbishop Corleone. Uh, they, yes. their, their actions required courage. 18 shepherds here in the U.S. Uh, Corleone was not alone. They, uh, they ignored the media's voices, and they offered their fraternal brotherly support to the brave bishop of San Francisco. Let me highlight another hero of the month, Governor Pete Rickett of Nebraska. He's a Catholic he announced that he would push for a total ban on all abortions in his state once the ruling becomes official from the Supreme Court. He plans to call a special legislative session if Roe v. Wade is overturned. His remarks came in response to the Nebraska legislature's failure by only two votes to pass a pro-life trigger law which would have automatically banned all abortions as soon as the federal abortion mandate became null. And when he was pressed... Governor Pete Rickett of Nebraska, a Catholic, when he was pressed by CNN's Dana Bash on his views, the governor steadfastly proclaimed that no matter how children are conceived, they're babies. Yes, they're still babies no matter how they were conceived. So kudos Amen. to this guy. God bless Governor Pete Rickett for standing uh, standing uh, to, for the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of life.
2: Pray for Governor Pete. He's, again, another hero. Huge hero because he's speaking the truth and proclaiming the truth, and he will be rewarded for that.
0: Amen. Now it talks about the zeros of the month, and and at the top of the list, zero number one of the month is House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Again, for doubling down, you know, on her on her pro abortion uh, position, she also blasted Justice Samuel Alito's draft opinion overturning Roe. She called it an abomination in a joint statement with uh, with Senator Chuck Schumer. She also called for private companies to provide travel for abortions should Roe be struck down, and she warned that the decision would lead to the end of gay marriage and contraception. After being barred from Holy Communion, instead of meeting with her archbishop and and reconsidering the scandal of her public career, she made sure that she was seen receiving the Eucharist at Mass in Washington, D.C. She also appeared on MSNBC's Morning Joe, where she lashed out against her archbishop on television for his opposition to the LGBTQ agenda, and made clear her opposition to all Catholics who hold to the Church's teachings on sex and marriage. Uh, so Nancy Pelosi, she gets uh, she's zero number one in the month of May according to Catholic vote. Do you agree with that, Paul?
2: <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree with
0: that. Zero number one. Okay. Zero number two. Senator Bob Casey. The, uh, he's a Democrat from Pennsylvania. The Dobbs leak brought out the true colors of many Catholics this month. Self-described pro-life Democrat Bob Casey reacted by voting for the radical pro-abortion bill that Senator Schumer brought to the floor and which failed for the second time this year. Senator Casey made the zeros list in February for betraying the memory of his father, who was a true pro-life Catholic Democrat. But this the, the sons, the Senator Bob Casey now... He's doubling down on his pro-abortion position, even though he calls himself a self-professed Catholic Democrat uh, who's persisted in supporting this iniquitous bill. Also, shame on Mark Kelly, Democrat senator from Arizona. These are all Catholics. Alex Padilla, Democrat from California. Dick Durbin, Democrat from Illinois. Ed Markey, Democrat from Massachusetts. They're all senators here. Catherine Cortez Masto, Democrat from Nevada. Bob Menendez, Democrat for New Jersey. Kristen Gillibrand, Democrat for New York. Jack Reed, Democrat from Rhode Island. Patrick Leahy, Democrat from Vermont. Tim McCain, Democrat from Virginia. Maria Cantwell, Democrat from Washington. Pat Murray, Democrat from Washington. And Ben Ray Lujan, Democrat from New Mexico. All of these have made the zeros list. These are all Catholic senators who have all voted uh, to, to against uh this uh, to, oh, for the most radical pro-abortion bill that's ever been proposed. And the last zero of the month is Congressman Tim Ryan. Just like Bob Casey, Congressman Tim Ryan used to call himself a pro-life Democrat. Now his enthusiasm for abortion rights knows no bounds. When he was asked by Brett Barron, Fox News, he asked him if he supported any restrictions on abortion. Tim Ryan, Tim Ryan says, I couldn't name one. He also loudly endorsed Senator Schumer's abortion-on-demand bill, which would mandate abortion throughout pregnancy up until the moment of birth. Boy, oh boy,
2: Paul, how far the mighty have fallen. What say you? Yes, yes, indeed. Listen, um, unless they repent, Jess, I'll make a prediction. They will be beaten with many stripes, okay? Listen, it's pretty clear. If Catholics... You know, we talked on, on on Jesus 911 today, and we talked about infiltration into the church and how the devil's plan all along was to weaken the church. And this modernism that weakens the church has crept into what we see today in so many Catholics, in so many positions, just that would be able to literally change this country, and they have been diabolically... Um, uh, bewitched. Okay, that's the word I'm going to use. They they are bewitched. Like know, the, the Corinthians. Who, yes. Galatians. Oh, foolish yeah. Galatians, who has who bewitched you? Has bewitched yes. You. Wow. Yes. They have been bewitched. This is the, you know, nothing new under the sun. We know that the devil is the master deceiver, He he loves to mix truth and error, and these people are his masterpiece par excellence.
0: Paul, and the devil likes to use politicians, the catechism says in paragraph 407, he likes to use the catechism and the social structures within politics to affect uh, his diabolical plans. And a lot of these people yeah. don't even realize that they are just basically pawns in the hand of Satan. But they're all old men and women, Paul. They're going to see at the, per- at the particular judgment, everything will be revealed to them. The scales will fall out of the eyes at that moment, but it will be yep. too late if they don't repent right now.
2: That's right, and if you're listening out there to this broadcast, you're you're already on, on Team Jesus. Amen. You already know, and we want you to continue to find a good priest, to pray for the ones that are bold enough to speak the truth in love, and let us fight Amen. fight together.
0: Come, Holy Spirit, and come and fill the hearts of the faithful and enkindle us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit so that you shall renew the face of the earth. God bless you. Terry and Jesse show. That's a wrap. Uh, We are out. Remember, we got the men's conference this coming Saturday at the chapel. The men's conference at the Sacred Heart Chapel this coming Saturday. Also on June 11th, I've got a men's conference out here at Virtusio Farms in Mesa, Arizona. I'm going to be giving a talk around a bonfire with about 200 guys. Uh, That's uh, from 7 to 11 p.m., Virtusio Farms, Mesa, Arizona, June 11th. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey. And uh, we'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel.